Are we live? We're live. We're live. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jonathan Kogan Show. I am your host, Jonathan Kogan. I guess we're having some technical issues on Facebook, but it is what it is. We're live on the pod. We're going with the pod. So today we got a super Sunday. I just made that up. No, this is a really, really interesting uh, uh, podcast. So I talk a lot about, you know, the globalist, uh, the great reset, the economy, the manufactured food crisis, um, kind of all this chaos that's obviously unfolding in front of our eyes that everybody's aware of because this stuff doesn't just normally happen. Um, and it does so happen. We're in the fourth turning. If you don't know about the fourth turning, it was actually projected to be around the year 2020 and at latest 2025. So you know, this is a cycle that goes on through the past 500 years and all of history. Um, so what is going on with the economy, with inflation? What's really happening behind the scenes? So I'm going to play clips from the most interesting perspective, model, lens that I have come across of so far about what's really happening here. This power struggle that's happening between the central banks, the IMF, the globalists. And this take is from Mark Moss. So Mark Moss is an awesome uh, podcaster, creator. Uh, go to his YouTube, subscribe to his YouTube, Mark Moss. He also, he's on iHeartRadio and he just really knows his stuff and really does a great job educating on all of these issues. And you're going to see what I'm talking about in, a, in about a minute. So he believes, and now I believe, and this gives me more faith in the, the dollar I mean, if if you're if all your money's in euros or yen or something else, I'd be a lot more concerned. But basically, is the is the are the central banks or the Federal Reserve actually fighting back against the globalists, against the World Economic Forum, against the IMF, against those other powers at play? And I think that is happening. Okay, because all of this that's going on is really a a power grab, a control grab, and no one wants to give up control. No one in history ever wanted to give up control. And so I think Mark Moss has the best blueprint I've seen. So I'm going to play a few different clips. And before I get started, if you haven't subscribed to the Jonathan Kogan show on Spotify, Apple podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, please subscribe because we do get censored because we do something really, really crazy, which is we tell the truth. And we say words like C-O-V-I-D and it just gets us censored. So please share with one, two, five, 10, 15 friends. And that's how we grow. We've been growing organically through covering other people's content and then them sharing it because they like our takes on it um, and helping out other creators like Mark Moss. So go, go to his YouTube channel and definitely subscribe. It's really, really good stuff. So is the Fed fighting back against the global elite? Is that why they are increasing the interest rate so quickly. They say they are fighting inflation, and I'm air quoting here. Is that really what's at play here? What's really going on behind the scenes? So let's start off with context on this whole thing, okay? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna let Mark take this, and he's gonna give you context on on where this all starts and what this all is for, and um, and then we're gonna go from there. So let me pull this up. Sorry, I chose the wrong one. And we're going to start with Henry Kissinger, interesting character. He's part of the global elites, but this will give you context. This is super, super important. So here we go. Uh, Henry Kissinger said, control the food, control the people. We're not that was really fast. So I'm going to slow it up. 
Sorry about that. Here we go. I'm talking about food today. Uh, control the energy, control the continent. We're not talking about energy today, but control the money and you control the world. So the three attack vectors, food, energy, and money. We cover food and energy quite often. Today, we're going to talk about the struggle for the money, which is the biggest prize, which is control the entire world. Now, most people think about this power struggle as the elites or the government. I don't really like the word elites. I'm using it for this video. I don't like the word elites because I wouldn't hire any of them to work in my business and you probably wouldn't either. So they're the leaders, the politicians, whatever you want to call them. But for this, this, this purpose, we'll call it the government versus us, the people. So typically we think about the globalist, uh, the leaders, the elites, and them wanting to control us, the people. Now, this battle has been raging on for uh, eternity, the control of the money because you control the people. And we can see that the reserve currency has changed many times, goes, goes all the way back to 1200 when we had the first sound money. Uh, it was a gold coin, the florin. It was the longest lasting coin without debasement. I think it went about 400 years without being debased, which is amazing. Um, then it lost to the Venetian Ducat, then the Portuguese Real. A great book, if you want to understand this history right here, is called Layered Money. My friend Nick Batia wrote. Um, we'll try to link it down in the notes below, layered money. Uh, but then we have the Portuguese real. Then it went to the Spanish real, the Dutch gilder, which was here in the 1600s, uh, the French lira, the pound sterling, which we have right here, which the dollar took over for the pound sterling. And so each one of these were a different nation that had control of the world because they had control of the reserve currency. And each time this passed, there was a power struggle because one side doesn't want to give up control of the money and the other side wants to take over. Now we can see that every time this has happened, this is a little bit more of a visual way you can see this. So this blue line is the United States taking over the US dollar, taking over from the UK where it had the pound sterling. So you can see where the pound sterling started declining and the US dollar went up and this is where it intersected. Now this is important to understand because these are processes, not events. So I'm going to stop it there. That's really, really important. So these are processes, not events. And another great source that I'm going to recommend, which it looks like his chart is actually from, is The Changing World Order by Ray Dalio. And he talks about these events that have occurred the past 500 years that has caused the, the world order to change, the reserve currency to change. And so this is a cycle throughout history. We just happen to be alive at the time it is changing again. So this isn't that far-fetched once you get to learn your history. So as you could tell, there's a lot of chaos going on in this world at one time. And there's a, there is a fight for power because for some reason, well, not for some reason, but the most powerful forces and people in this world, either a don't want to lose control that they already have, like the U S dollar and the people who run that, which are the commercial banks and the fed, because they have control now. And last time I checked people who have control simply don't want to give up control. However, there are other forces that are trying to take over that control. And those forces are places like China. And then you got the globalists like the IMF and other sources as well and the central banks. And we're going to get into all this. So the fight for the world reserve currency is what it's play. Now you hear these narratives in the mainstream media, like fighting inflation and, you know, all these stories that are supposed to really control the masses and really don't look behind the curtain or under the table or whatever the language you want to use is. 
And so it's really a fight for power. That's the truth. And on this podcast and Jonathan Kogan show, we talk about the truth and we let you handle the information and decide what you want to do with that information. And what I've been asked a lot is what should I be doing with my assets? Like, yes, we're printing a ton of money with inflation. What, what should I be doing? Should I be holding on to cash? If the market's going to crash and I need liquidity, should I be you know, owning that? Should I be putting my money in gold? Should I be buying Bitcoin? What should I be doing? So I think Mark does a great job explaining this. And I want to start off, well, I want to go for the next part, which is what's really at play here, right? How do we explain this, uh, this fight, this power that is for control of the people and the world reserve currency and to really control the world, which is controlling the money. So here we go. Take away, Mark. Now, here's the thing about status, all right? Wealth is abundant. Wealth is not a zero, zero sum game. The more wealthy someone else gets, the more wealthy I can get. When Jeff Bezos created Amazon and got extremely wealthy, millions of people became millionaires being able to sell products on Amazon. His wealth created more wealth. Status though, that's a zero, zero sum game. For me to move up, somebody else must move down. And that's the game these central bankers are playing. So let's look at some of these warring factions real quick. So we have the IMF, the International Monetary Fund. They sit above the central banks. They want to be the reserve currency of the world. Why should the dollar be the reserve currency of the world? The IMF creates all these loans and we use our own currency called SDRs, special drawing rights. And what we do is we go create money from thin air and we give it to all these countries around the world. So they have to be beholden to us. So we can see here, IMF announces a bailout loan for Sri Lanka. Um, we have here, Zambia seeks an 8.4 billion loan from the IMF. Um, we have the UK maybe on the road for another IMF bailout. Zambia gets an IMF bailout. Here we have uh, IMF bailout for Pakistan. You get the idea here? So the IMF is giving all these loans to these countries in exchange for them coming to them. Then the IMF, what they did is they went and created a bunch of more money for themselves back here in 2021 so they could loan these out to these countries. Now, why do we need all these different central banks in the world if the IMF could just be the central bank and have an ESDR, a central bank digital currency issued by the IMF, an SDR? So they would like control. However, do you think all the central banks are okay with giving up their power? Let's keep going. The ECB, the European Central Bank, they have their own agenda. They don't want to lose control over their money and their future to the IMF. They want to push this green transition. So the ECB, which is part of the Euro Davos Group, World Economic Forum, they have this idea to have this green transition. They want to spend somewhere around $150 trillion in the next 30 years. It's about $6 trillion per year to have this green transition. Where are they going to get that money? Oh, yeah, they're going to print it out of thin air. So they can't lose control over money because how else will they do that? And even the IMF, and we have this right here. Forget Bitcoin. Have you heard of IMF coin? The IMF would like to see a special drawing rights to have a digital future. I always like to show you the receipts. So, you know, I'm not just talking, uh, talking out of the uh, air here. All right. Then on top of that, we have the IMF that wants theirs. We have the ECB that wants theirs. We have the BRICS nations, the BRICS is uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa. But of course, now that's grown rapidly. They want their own monetary system now. So we've seen they've been joined by Iran. They've been joined by um, Argentina. 
And now the BRICS nations make up over 50% of the world's population, and they produce over 60% of the world's gold. It's a, it's a big force to be reckoned with. President Putin says the BRICS are developing their own global reserve currency, so they want control over the money too. Nobody wants to cede control over the money. And then we have China and Russia. They're working to end the petrodollar. I'm not going to go deep into the petrodollar. If you want a whole video on that, you can leave me a comment down below. While you're leaving that comment down below, go ahead and click that like button and hit that subscribe button while you're at it. Now, China and Russia, they want to end the petrodollar. So Saudi Arabia has agreed to sell all oil in dollars to protect the dollar status. However, now they're saying we'll sell oil in yuan or whatever other uh, currency. So now China and Russia want to end the petrodollar. And then, of course, the Fed... They want to keep their reserve status. And among all that, below the Fed in the United States, we have commercial banks. And the commercial banks are the ones that actually create the money. The Fed doesn't actually create the money. The Fed gives the reserves to the banks. And the banks are the ones that actually create the money out of thin air when you take a loan for a car, house, boat, etc. So they don't want to give up control either. So we have all these factions who want to give up, who want to keep control. So when we say the central banks will never allow Bitcoin to succeed because the central banks will never give up the control over the money, which ones are you talking about? They so what people don't understand is that there are a lot of powerful forces at play. All of these different institutions, all these different partnerships, all these different countries, all these different people want control of the money and of course they want control of the money because they want to control the world that's why you're also seeing things like the manufactured food crisis to control the people it's all about power and control okay and the biggest part of that is the money it's the money now what i want to get into now which i find is the most interesting and telling uh, part of 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 what he goes of what Mark goes into is these events that have happened that show that the Fed looks like it is fighting for the people in the United States that the Fed and the commercial banks which are underneath that which is you know like J P Morgan Chase Jamie Dimon all them they are they don't want to relinquish control they want to keep the the us dollar as the reserve currency and there have been these events like as you can see if you watch the fake news you know that there is an obsession recently about climate change climate change is the topic because a big not denying climate change here just climate change is also being used by the elite to gain power and control they're using so this isn't about denying it, but they are using it as a tactic to control more and more. And so the World Economic Forum is obsessed with the green transition. The Great Reset is all about the green transition. And guess who even created the Great Reset? It actually technically wasn't Klaus Schwab, who is the head of the World Economic Forum. It is now King Charles. King Charles is the one who announced it used to be Prince Charles, now is King Charles, is actually the one who announced the Great Reset. And he is the one that is a huge, he's the one saying that we need trillions and trillions of dollars to go green more than anything because he is a part of the global elite. Okay? I know there's a lot at play here and it could be confusing, but this will make a lot of sense after this next segment as to what is exactly happening and why these particular events are showing that it could be actually a good thing 
that Jerome, what Jerome Powell, who is in charge of the Fed, who's the head of the Fed right now, is doing. Now, this is where it gets super interesting. So hang with me on this one. Take a listen to this. Happen Is the Fed doing this because they're trying to fight inflation or are they doing it because they want to be the, main, the one to maintain the grip on the money and forget the IMF, forget the ECB, forget the BRICS nations. We're going to put them all in the ropes. All these nations joining the BRICS, oh yeah, we're going to crush them too and we're going to bring them back to the dollar. Now, is this theory, Mark? Or do you have anything substantial to back any of this thing up? Or you just dream this stuff up in your sleep? Well, as a matter of fact, I like to bring the receipts. You know that. On this channel, I don't want to just talk about opinion. Let's look at some facts. Now, you can interpret them as you will, but let's jump into this. So when did the Fed actually decide to break ranks from the West, rest of the world and try to increase their strength and grip on the dollars so they don't lose out? Well, let's dig into that. So what we can see is, as I kind of alluded to earlier, the ECB the Euro Davos World Economic Forum group, they have this whole plan to green transition the world, right? $150 trillion, which will completely destroy the currency. You can't just print $150 trillion out of thin air. That will completely debase, completely destroy the currency. Now we see this in 2021, there was this green event, green swan event. And they had the who's who, you know, Augustin Karstens, he's the head of the BIS, the Bank of International Settlements. Christine Lagarde, of course, president of the ECB, right? We had... Uh, Jerome Powell, chair of the Federal Reserve, the who's who. We have uh, Yi Gang from the People's Bank of China, Bank of France, et cetera. So the, the who's who of the world leaders, the bankers were there talking about this green transition, okay? Now, what happened at that event or more specifically after that event? Well, they said that, hey, we need to, we need to use all the money of the, of the world, all the money that the central bankers have in the world to fund, to push this green agenda, which would, of course, destroy their grip as they debase their currency. Well, after that event, Fed Chair Jerome Powell had a meeting with Christine Lagarde. What did they say? Federal Governor Jerome Powell was more sobering. He was more sobering. He says, quote, we do not seek to be climate policy implementers, end quote. He said, wait a minute. You guys want to do all this stuff with your money? That's not us. We're not trying to be green climate implementers, he said referring to the greening of U.S. monetary policy. He said that there was that that, that was not the Fed's jurisdiction. Hey, look, we, our goal is dual mandates, stable uh, prices and full employment. There's nothing in our mandates about a green transition. Good luck with that. But stress the need for more data. But, you know, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll look at it. Give us more data. We'll think about it. Asked if he supported a, quote, green vassal, he said, those are your words not mine, but seemed to not to be warm. So he, when they asked him about it, he said, look, no, those are your words. Don't put those words in my mouth. Those are, those are not our agendas. He said here, he hopes the ECB can be a pioneer in greening monetary policy, outlining possible first steps, including mandatory TCFD. There is a duty to act. So he hopes the ECB will do it. Hey, ECB, go for it. Good job. We want you to be the pioneer. You go ahead and blow up your currency we're out. We're not going to do that. Why? We want to maintain the grip on the money. Okay. This is what happened. Now, was this a loan incident? What happened after this event? Well, that's interesting. So after that event happened, we see that the Fed started raising rates. That was June of 2021. I have the date here, June of 2021. Go look at your charts. Right after that, they started raising rates. They started draining liquidity out of Europe. Then here's a, here's a screenshot from the Federal Reserve website. The Federal Reserve, now we are transitioning from LIBOR to a new rate 
program called SOFOR, S-O-F-R, S-O-F-R. So LIBOR is the London Interbank Exchange Rate. So if you've got mortgages in the past, for example, you get an adjustable rate mortgage, it's pinned to the LIBOR rate, which again is set in Europe. We don't have control over that. But again, the Federal Reserve wants to maintain control. And so now we want to transition to a SOFOR, which is a secured overnight financing rate, which is determined, that's right, by the banking system in the United States. So, hey, good luck. You do you. We're out. We're not going to do that. You print yourself into oblivion. We hope you're a pioneer. Good luck. We're going to raise our rates. We're going to drain the liquidity. Oh, by the way, we're also going to pull back our own interest rate policy, which they've done. Okay, then what? Well, we can see 6-2022, the following year, they had the exact same meeting, the Green Swan event. And again, the who's who, we got the head of the BIS, Agustin Karsten, same people. We got People's Bank of China, Christine Lagarde, Central Bank, et cetera, the Bank of France, they're all there. Except where's Jerome Powell? Oh, that's right. He's not there. He wasn't invited. Oh, he's not a friend of this anymore, is he? He is actually a foe. He's now an opponent. He was not invited to the Green Meeting. And we can see that the commercial banks are also pushing back on the CBDCs as well. Because remember, the commercial banks, the Wells Fargo's, JPMs, et cetera, they're the ones that actually create money. If those CBDCs go to the Fed or to the IMF, the commercial banks are out as well. So you see what's happening here? You see? The events don't lie. So... They had this green swan, which is interesting. They call it a green swan because often you hear black swan event. Green swan is probably just depleting the treasuries, destroying the currency. So they like to – I mean they these global elites do not hide anything. They put everything in public. They talk about it at the World Economic Forum. They talk about it everywhere right in front of your face, and they think you're too stupid to realize what's going on. Now, the important part is that Jerome Powell wasn't invited to the next one. So this leads to the most important part and what I find to be the most fascinating part, which is the end game. Okay. What is the end game here? Right? So now Jerome Paul is not a part of this. So is that good? Is that bad? Well, that's good. If you're, if you want the fed to protect the U S dollar, that's good. If you're in Europe or elsewhere, that might not be so good, but what is the end game? And what this may lead to and, convincingly does in my opinion is what's called the dollar milkshake theory okay the dollar milkshake theory and what is that it's basically i'm going to play it in a second it's bringing everything back to the u.s dollar making the u.s dollar stronger relative to other currencies not in absolute value like against to other assets and everything but against other currencies Okay, I'm going to let Mark explain this because he does a much better job than I can do. But the milkshake dollar theory is fascinating and to me seems to be like what's going on here, which is good if you hold U.S. dollars. So I'm going to let Mark explain this for the next few minutes and then we'll circle back. So here we go. Jamie Dimon, head of J.P. Morgan Chase, is the most powerful bank in the United States and has the most influence over the Federal Reserve in the United States. All right? He does not want to give up power and control to the head of the IMF. Why would they? 
Why would anyone want to do that? The answer is they don't. So what's the end game here? What's going to happen? All right. First of all, this is just a lens that you can view what's going on in the world through that might make you uh, might help you make more sense of what's going on. All right. So one, the dollar milkshake theory is in play. My good friend, Brent Johnson, uh, who I've had on the channel before, we've talked extensively. He has this theory called the dollar milkshake is that basically the dollar is going to get so strong. It's going to suck all the liquidity from the world. All these currencies will keep collapsing, 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 and it's all going to come back to the U.S. dollar. Now, one thing to keep in mind, as the dollar gets stronger against all these currencies like I've shown you, the yen, the euro, et cetera, just because the dollar is getting stronger to other currencies, it's, it doesn't mean it's also getting stronger against real assets like gas, food, energy, et cetera. So keep that in mind. All right. I believe that the emerging markets will continue to hyperinflate and then they'll give up their currency and they'll dollarize. So we're going to see these emerging markets that we already are. They're dropping like flies and they're going to have to take the IMF loan. They're going to come back on the dollar standard. They'll dollarize, which will only push the dollar up stronger. However, the petrodollar, Saudi Arabia selling oil for uh, dollars, is breaking. So they've already announced they're going to start selling in other currencies. So while this is happening, we're also going to see it start breaking down. So it's getting stronger, but it's also starting to fragment and break down. We see Russia is now said uh, they're kind of in the driver's seat here. Uh, this is about the emerging markets. Emerging markets hit disproportionately by the strong dollar. So the emerging markets, that's why there's protests. They're getting hit super, super hard. Now, as this moves up the pyramid, what we can see is that dollar pain spread from emerging markets to actually developed economies. So it starts with the small little countries, the Sri Lankas, the Ecuadors, but then it moves up to the developed countries. We can see here developed economies are taking a hit from the U.S. dollar's appreciation to multi-decade highs in ways that were once familiar to emerging market peers, but now they're everywhere. Fueled by the Federal Reserve's most aggressive tightening cycle to fight inflation or to maintain its dollar dominance. So that's gonna continue to happen. What else is gonna happen? Well, you can also see, again, Russia holds a lot of these cards because they have the things that people want, you know, things like food and energy. And so Russia has now said, quote, there can be a variety of currencies and that's a standard practice. If they want Bitcoin, we will trade in Bitcoin. So they're saying, look, if these other nations, what they deem to be friendly nations, want our gas, want our oil, want our whatever they want from us, we're willing to take it in whatever currency they want. We're even willing to take it in Bitcoin because they want to get around the sanctions of the G7 nations. And so as this is all playing out, the emerging markets are all getting to get the squeeze. All the money is going to come back to the dollar. Emerging markets will crush down. But at the same time, the petrodollar is going to be breaking apart. Russia is going to be helping break that apart. The BRICS are going to shift this from a singular polar world where the U.S. dollar has homogeny and control over the whole world. And they're going to break it into a multipolar world. Now, we can already see this happening right here. Uh, Jerome Powell, head of the Federal Reserve, said, quote, possible to have more than one reserve currency. And it wasn't just Jerome Powell from the Fed that said that. The IMF said the same thing. A world with more than one reserve currency is a more stable world. So this is all playing out right now. This is a war. It's a war for battle and control. And as soon as you understand that, the rest of the world becomes more clear. So they're going to force others to bend the knee to maintain dollar dominance. Then the dollar dominance will start to trend out as we move into this multipolar world. And as, as soon as you understand that, you'll know exactly how to move your money through this process. And you'll see the signs that lay it out exactly. 
Now, if you want me to spell it out for you a little bit better, like I said, I'm going to do a Amazing. So what do you think? Do you think there's validity to what he's saying? I sure do. And when, and what we try to do on this channel is share with you the most important facts and theories about what's going on in this world as there's a, a war for the world pretty much from a food standpoint, from a monetary standpoint, from a power standpoint, a control with everything. We're entering a world of de-globalization, which I've talked about many, many times before. We are, the whole world is changing. It's going to be a totally different world in 2030. Now, that doesn't mean it's going to be worse off. I think it's going to be much better off. And we talk about this at great lengths, which I'm not going to go into, which things are more localized communities. And it's not because we're not going to have globalization like we had for decades. It was a very odd time in history, very rare time in history. And what's going on right now is these powerful forces understand that that's at play. And now there is a literally a war for the world with the money and everything else. So I get asked a bunch of questions of like how I could prepare, or you know, what should I do and all this stuff. And listen, on the Jonathan Cogan show, on this podcast, we're in, we're searching. Basically, what I'm doing is I'm searching for those answers myself. And basically, you can think about it as you're on this journey with me. And whenever I come across something that is so fascinating and seems to be something that not only is truthful and honest, but isn't getting media attention like it should, I'm going to curate that and we're going to talk about it on this podcast. And these, this this video by Mark Moss is absolutely 100,000 million percent one of those things. This has to do with economics. This has to do with your wealth. This has to do with what assets you should hold. You know, how do you prepare from a financial standpoint? These are the answers that we all need. And so while I am searching for the truth, we're going to find it together and we're going to have fun doing it. Okay. Not everything has to be so damn depressing. Okay. And everything that seems to be relevant gets censored or seems to be like shadow banned. And it's ridiculous. And this is the stuff you need to know. And honestly, is it, isn't it fascinating? It's fascinating. So this is what's going on with the monetary policies. And it seems like the Fed is fighting back against the global elites, the World Economic Forum and the IMF. They want to maintain power with the U.S. dollar. The U.S. dollar right now is the world reserve currency. And if you read a book like Ray Dalio's The Changing World Order, you will understand that being the world reserve currency allows you to have so much power because you can lend money anywhere in the world. You are extremely more powerful than any other country by far because you can lend to anybody and your currency is basically accepted everywhere. Okay. Now where crypto falls in this, well, that's going to be interesting. That's something we're going to explore on another podcast. But for now, I think that is something that needed to be shared with you. I think it's super interesting. I'd love to hear what you think. Let me know in the comments. And again, if you haven't yet subscribe to the Jonathan Cogan show, wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts. I post a new podcast every single day. Or if I miss a day, I'll post two, but it comes out to one a day. And I share the best content with you. So please definitely go to Mark Moss's YouTube and subscribe to his channel. He will he drills down on this more and more and more basically every single day. He does phenomenal work. Um, maybe we'll have him on the show in the future. Who knows? 
uh, but he's really a good person to follow. So subscribe to Mark Moss's YouTube channel. Subscribe to the Jonathan Kogan Show. Share this with one, two, three, five, ten, twenty, thirty, forty people because we get censored for telling the truth because they don't want the truth to get out. They don't want you to prepare, but we want you to prepare because I think it is important because we are pro-human. We love humanity. We love humans. We love people. We love everybody. And we want you to prepare. We're not the global elite. We're the peasants. And we are going to bring the knowledge and the truth to you. And you can do with it whatever you choose to do with it. That's it. I just want you to have the information. I don't care about making decisions for you. I just care about supplying you with the best information on the world wide web. So that's it for this segment on this super Sunday podcast. Subscribe, subscribe to Mark Moss's channel. Mark, if you listen to this, thank you very much for sharing that. It's a fantastic video. It's one of the best ones I've ever seen about the world reserve currency and the war for the world. Absolutely incredible. And everybody, if you haven't heard it yet today, I love you wherever you are in the world. We're, we're people are listening to us now from, I think, 35 plus countries, which is amazing. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Definitely share this. I appreciate growing this with you organically. It's been amazing. And I think we're just going to get bigger and bigger and just help awaken the world because we are in round part two of the great awakening. The world has awakened. You are awakened. If you need someone else awakened, share some of the previous episodes, share this one. We are going to awaken the world and we are going to take our world back. And the Fed, if you're in the US or hold US dollars, might be fighting for us. So again, I love you. Thanks for joining me today. And I will see you tomorrow. Love you.